good 420 crew dynasty life in the building hammer joining us today oh just today just today sometimes you go on so you know sometimes you go on these little streaks where you're just like fuck the fuck this guy well no sometimes i go on streaks where i have where i have stuff going on in life it happens but in the building there feeling pretty that good. is fair <clears throat> what's good everybody jay marty facebook kevin Carl was good. Um, a lot of shit happening. Everybody's kind of trimming down their trimming down their rosters now. Um, today we're just gonna we're gonna talk about some dynasty players to avoid, whether just in general or you know in startups. We'll kind of we'll go over all the different uh, all the different positions. Uh, Carl says his favorite show on YouTube. <laughs> appreciate hey, you, bro. We definitely appreciate that. <laughs> Hammer, always welcome. There you go. Thank you. See, you know, Kevin, uh, I'm feeling your vibe right now, Kevin. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jay said he's got an urgent uh, trade advice question. Jay, throw it in the chat what you, what you got. Throw it out there quick. We'll answer some questions before we uh, get into it. 12-team Superflex, start nine. Give my charbs, Trey McBride. Josh Kelly, get Traylon Burke, Sean Tucker, and a mid-second. At worst, projecting. What do you think, Hammer? Give up Charbs, Trey McBride, and Josh Kelly. Get Traylon Burks, Sean Tucker, a 24 mid-second. Well, I kind of like Sharp, to be honest. Um, and I like... Trey McBride, obviously not as much this particular season. Like that, that Arizona situation is just melting down before our very eyes. But um, I do like Sharb. Um, I think he's one of those really good um, RB twos at this point. You know, Kenneth Walker dealing with the injury in the preseason. So I, I'm not, I'm not that crazy about Traylon Burks. Um, I don't know much about Sean Tucker, but I know what Sharb is. That's a tough one. I think I'm going to keep Sharp and Trey McBride at this point. Um, I know you might feel a little bit differently. I think you. I'm not, I'm not saying that you like Burks, but I think I know. I think I like Sharps enough. It feels like a minor trade, to be honest with you. It's not. It doesn't feel like it's anything that's going to change the fortunes or change your your team overall. Like whether you're going to be really good or not. But I, th I think I'm gonna stay with stick with Charb and McBride. Yeah, I am going to be um, on the other side. I'm going to take the Traylon Burks, the mid second, and Sean Tucker because Trey McBride is a tight end. So you know, okay, whatever, right? There's plenty of those guys that you can kind of just pick up. Joshua Kelly, okay. I mean, same kind of like Sean Tucker. They kind of just cancel out. They don't necessarily matter in this equation. So um, technically it is Traylon Burks and a mid-second for Charbs and Trey McBride. So, yeah, I'm going to take Traylon Burks because I think that's an asset that can, um, you know, increase uh, in value going forward. Um, we'll see what happens this year. Obviously, we might have a little bit of a down year. We've got, you know, D-Hop there, of course. Um, but he is a good, you know, young wide receiver uh, of course we prefer wide receivers um charb is a great 
running back, but he's worth about a second. So I'm okay with, you know, getting Traylon Burks and taking a second for, for basically Charbonnet. You can kind of take everything out of everything else out. So give me the package deal. Give me the pick and then, and, and give me Traylon Burks. Cause I can go buy a running back with that mid second, you know, mid season if I'm, you know, contending. Right. So that's how I'm, that's how I'm looking at it. Yeah, I tend to agree. And I think you could kind of look at Charbonnet and Burks kind of in the same light. Um, I think Charbonnet will be a little more valuable early on in the season. Like you said, they're the, the Titans are a low passing offense. They did add D hop. Um, I think Traylon Burks has some good talent. I just think he's in an unfortunate situation. Um, you know, as far as his, his level of production is concerned, but I, I do like Sharps. Honestly, I think he's, um, I think he's got some really good value this year, especially like I said, with Kenny Walker kind of being banged up towards the end of last season and then obviously into the preseason. So I think you could do the same thing with, with Sharps, where if his, if Sharps comes out and has a really good first two to three weeks, then his value increases and you might be able to get maybe a little something more. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's tough because I know, you know, obviously Kenny Walker's still there. So there's always going to be like that ceiling. Cap, you yeah. know, it's always going to be kind of capped. Obviously, if Walker went down, Charb would be, you know, a beast coming in. Uh, but you can say that almost about any backup running back because any opportunity, um, yeah, you know, is good. I just feel like I can buy a Charb level type guy with that second during the season or that production. Um, and I just rather have the, and I just rather have the wide receiver, but you can go either side. I mean, it's not, it's not bad either way, but I'll take the package. I'll take the pick and, and, and Burks. Um, Jay said, uh, what do you think of this offer? Kenny Walker, Khalil Herbert, Terry McLaurin, 2024 second for Kyle Pitts and Rashard White. What do you think about this one? Hammer Kenny Walker. Herbert and Terry, scary Terry, and a 2024 second, and you're getting Kyle Pitts and you're getting Rashad White. That's a tough one because there's you're getting four assets for two, right? So, I as much as I like Kyle Pitts, I think I'm taking the four assets in this situation. Now, if it's a tight end premium, changes it just a little bit, but I I, I don't know, man. I, Kenny Walker's going to be good. Herbert's going to be good. McLaurin's going to be okay. Um, and then the 2024 second, obviously, you can go out and buy things with that. So <clears throat> I think I might prefer the three assets. You know, um, there's not a ton of context. Uh, we didn't really get any context behind it. You know, how many starters? Is it tight end premium? Uh, how many teams in the league, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I think I like four assets for two. I think I'm on the 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 walker side on this one yeah i think you if you're in if you're in win now mode obviously you want the kenny walker herbert and mclaurin side but if you're trying to rebuild and you're trying to you know take a chance on you know a tight end that can possibly really be a beast in the future mm -hmm. um because you can trade rashad white for a second you can basically get that second back if you need to i think for for Rashad White. So I think it really just depends which, uh, what, what your team situation is. I think it's a pretty even trade. Um, technically, you can say it's maybe cheap for Kyle Pitts if he becomes what we all think that 
you know he will become that's just a matter of time obviously um but yeah that's a, it's a chance you've kind of got to be got to be willing to take and now if you are rebuilding you do have to ask yourself okay is it worth me giving up you know walker herbert and terry in a second to go get kyle pitts or should i go out and you know spend that uh you know spend that value somewhere else at a different position um so I think kind of all these factors kind of go into it. Uh, here we go. No tight end premium. I would get the Walker side. Ten team super flex. I'm defending champ. Ten team super flex. He's defending champ. I kind of like that reload. Who else do you have at tight end? Um, because as we've seen, and we've been bringing this up a lot lately, but it it, it matters where that warp after those three guys. Now Kyle Pitts. I think can ascend into that into that level. He has that tight end, et cetera. But you know, now there's they're starting to get a lot of mouths to feed in Atlanta, right? And not the greatest quarterback situation. So I I wonder if whoever else you have at tight end is worth giving up pits to kind of reload your team, especially if you are the defending champ and you bring in Walker, you bring in Herbert, you bring in uh, McLaurin. So Conquo, Conquo. Oh, my bad. Conquo, Conklin, Dolchich. Mm. Well, I'm guessing if you won, you've kind of got some guys to spare. I mean, Khalil Herbert isn't much. Okay, whatever. You can cross that out. You, you got to give up Terry and Kenny Walker. Um, I don't think terry or getting rid of walker is kind of going to lose you anything especially if you won last year and kenny walker was you know out for a little bit i'm okay with it if you want to because this is 10 team we've got we need we need hammers we need to swing for the fences so i'm guessing you've got hammers at at other positions right now if you won the shit you know and you didn't win on you know terry and walker's back so yeah, I'm okay with taking a chance in the 10 team. You know, can you try and go out and get like Andrews instead or Hawkinson potentially? Well, yeah, I'm okay. I, I think I, I'm okay with it, Jay. Just I'm guessing you probably are are hammering at other positions right now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm gonna stay. I, I'll, I'll go with the pit side to, just because of the situation. Um, but yeah, throw out the rest of the team, Jay, just so we can get a, a clearer picture. In the 10 team, I mean, sometimes you got to spend up, right? You got to spend mm-hmm. up to try and get some of these guys. Um, what up, Mike Joseph? <clears throat> Mike Joseph's got one standard 12 team PPR. Have Zeke and Foreman I can drop debating grabbing Jackson or Hull. Uh, Uh, yeah, this is a tough one, right? Because JT obviously is going to miss time. Is he going to come back? I mean, he's got to play at least those six games. So I'm really not com- – I'm just staying away from the whole situation, to be honest. I mean, it, if you go with Zeke, you're talking about most likely a better offense. You're talking about the goal line work. Um, 
you know, Foreman is uh is an injury away from as an injury away from kind of being a the guy there. Obviously, you got Roshan. Obviously, you've got Khalil Herbert there. Um, I, would, I don't think I don't think I'm dropping any of them to be honest. I would, I, I would, I would. Zeke, I think, is going to be pretty valuable um, as a flex, you know, RB two flex guy because I think he's going to get a ton of goal line work. Um, you know, he's not going to give you a ton in the passing game, but I, I do think is that do think Zeke is going to push six, seven, eight touchdowns this year, and that's going to be extremely valuable in your RB two spot. So I'm hanging on to Zeke. I'm, there's no way I'm dropping Zeke. I think he's just way too valuable, even still at this point being, you know, kind of touchdown dependent. Foreman's a little bit of a different case because there is that kind of three headed uh, monster in the, in the Chicago backfield. So Foreman, I feel like has a further path to prosperity than Zeke. So if you, if you do want, if you do want to take a dabble in that Indianapolis Colts backfield, um, I would consider dropping Foreman, and we know Jackson or Hull are, you know, most likely Jackson. You know, it's gonna they're gonna get that work because Taylor's already out for the first four games. They didn't take him off the pup, so they're already gonna miss a month. So Jackson or Hull are gonna be super valuable to begin with. So if you want to take a chance there, I'm more comfortable dropping Foreman and getting somebody I know that is gonna get some good work, either Jackson or Hull probably most yeah. likely Jackson to start and then Hull kind of mixing in on, on a third down situation. So that's the route I would go with that. Yeah. I'm, I don't know if any of them are going to get enough work. And on top of that, do they bring somebody else in? Right. I mean, Kareem Hunt's still out there Fournette's still out there. I mean, there's a few that's guys true. that are still out there. Do they bring someone else in I, or are they going to roll with Jackson and Hull? I mean, and at least for the first four games, they might be worth something, but, I don't know. I think, you know, I think Foreman for me is just a better, is just a better bet uh, to be possibly worth something, uh, you know, down the stretch, maybe. I just feel more comfortable, um, more comfortable with that. But you are right. If there is going to be one of them, then it, it would be Foreman out of the two. So, it depends who you like more. You like Foreman more, or do you really want to take a chance on on Jackson or Hull? Uh, Jay said there was more potential on that uh, Charb side. It's kind of the way I was leaning, but the problem is, is that just Trey McBride, man. That you know, if 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 Kyler Murray was rolling out there, I, I would feel a lot better about Trey McBride's situation, but uh, it doesn't look like Trey McBride is going to get the opportunity to get enough volume to uh be effective yeah kevin said the wide receiver depth move more than anything to be honest hawk is my tight end i mean yeah i, I don't know if you want Traylon burks to be your your depth right now if you're kind of depending to count on him or or what but i just i i like the package side but i was thinking of trading foreman and scary terry for waddle to a bears fan in the standard okay he has taylor and the rest outside rb25 yeah i'm definitely good with that oh yeah oh yeah if it's yeah, absolutely but that and, it, and if if you haven't seen our um our episode that we did on trades that's kind of one of the tactics that we talked about in the trades is kind of seeking out those those fandom players that play, you know, use their fandom to your advantage, right? If they're a Bears fan and they love them some Foreman, hey, 
package that with with Terry and go get yourself uh, go get yourself a top ten wide receiver at the position. Mm-hmm. One Nation, what is good? If you are if you're going to spend a mid first on a wide receiver, who would you aim for? Um, is it super flex or is this one QB that just might uh, differ a little bit? But um, if you've got a mid first, who do you want to spend it on? I mean, we always talk about any of the young, you know, the young, talented Devonta Smith, T. Higgins, Drake London. Rattle them off. Those are three guys that kind of jump off the page. And, and and that would be attainable straight up for a mid-first. You might have to throw something else in there to sweeten up the pot because those guys are super talented. Uh, Drake London might be a little bit cheaper just because he doesn't have the production yet of a T. Higgins or a Devonta Smith. Um, so Drake London might be a little bit cheaper and a, a little more easier to attain. But, you know, if you can attach, you know, a wide receiver three to that and kind of tear up like you like to say. Um, wide receiver four, and go get yourself a Devonta Smith, a T. Higgins, somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to get any of those guys just for a single, you know, first right now, unless it's a team that is going to be tanking or losing, right? So you know, seek out the worst team and see, you know, see who they have on that squad, or you know, you might have to wait till you know during the season or middle of the season to you know to actually use that. Um, but yeah, I'd be going after any any of the young guys if possible. I mean, if you're contending, well, if you're talking about a mid first, I don't know if you're talking about your mid first. I'm gonna guess you're talking about your mid first. So, yeah, you need to get one of these uh, one of these stud um, stud young guys, and that might not even do it. You know, that might not even do it. You might have to add something else. I got the assets to get a tight end. Yeah, Jay, I, I'm with you. That's what I figured. I mean, it's 10 teams, so, you know, swing for it. Again, I don't think those guys are going to kill you um, giving up them. How do you feel about Zappy getting cut? Mac Jones. It was interesting, too, because they cut they cut their other quarterback, their third-string quarterback, I believe. Um, so, I. Uh, Maybe they, maybe it's full steam ahead with uh, Bill O'Brien and Mac Jones, but I think Mac Jones is a solid quarterback. I think, I think last year they really set him up to fail, and I think we touched on that briefly in uh, in a previous episode, where it's just like, you know, <clears throat> the Patriots historically don't draft wide receivers very well. Um, you know, they draft tight ends, or they bring in good tight ends. They bring in good backs. It seems good receiving backs as well. Um, but they historically don't draft good wide receivers. But they have some they have some pieces there where I think Mac Jones is a is a mid QB two. You know, if he's your if he's your super flex quarterback, that that's fine. If he's your you know QB two QB three in a two quarterback league, that's fine as well. So um, I think Mac Jones is good. He's not great. He's not going to win you a week. But if you need a stable quarterback, I think that just bodes well for him. You know, his fantasy stock kind of stabilizes with those particular moves. I mean, you know, it was Malik Cunningham, I think, was the other one that mm-hmm. they got rid of. Um, and, we, you know, we got asked about Malik Cunningham, and we just 
it's just a constant, you know, in, in preseason, like we've got to understand this, most of these guys that are playing are just, they're fighting for a spot, you know, on the team. Right. And most of these guys are not either not going to make it or they get on the roster. Right. It's either or mm-hmm. um, that's why, you know, in preseason for us, at least, or at least for me, you know, I'm more focused on, uh, you know, what, what running backs might make the team. Right. Who can I stick on the back end of my on my roster that possibly might have a spot on the team, whether it's the RB2 spot, the RB3 spot, you know, who's kind of separating themselves there. Um, Other than that, not really much. I mean, you you can get yourself in trouble, almost paying attention to, you know, snap percentages and, you know, who played who with the one offense and the two offense. Um, You know, those things are where you can take advantage of certain areas and, and trade certain guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, like tank Dell, right. Everybody's so high right now on tank Dell. You probably got him for a third in your, uh, you know, in your, in your, in your rookie draft or even a fourth, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just go in the third, fourth round. Now he's going off. He's going crazy, right. Can you trade him for a second? Can you trade him for a third? That's a, that's a win, right. You're increasing, you know, you're increasing around, you're increasing yourself another chance to, you know, to get somebody else. I mean, what is uh, Tank Dell ever going to be in the NFL? What do you think his his ceiling would be, uh, you know, for Tank Dell? Mm, probably wide receiver three, high end. Yeah, I mean, and I would say even, you know, wide receiver two, even pushing it, but that would be, you know, the best case, the best case scenario. But And he does he have... Can- he does have competition in in that wide receiver room in Houston, right? Robert Woods, yeah. John Mechie, Nico Collins. Like, there's a lot of things now. Robert Woods is getting older, a little bit banged up. Mechie coming off obviously his his health situation. So, but there is there is competition. They still have Damian Pierce there. They picked up Dalton Schultz. Let's not forget about that. He's a veteran, established pass catcher at the tight end position. So. Um, so I, I, I tend to agree from, from that standpoint is like, damn, if you get him in the third or fourth round of your rookie draft and you get a two for him, you're basically upgrading your team. And that what two, can you do with, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. What can you do with the two? I was getting ready to go exactly. there along those lines, right? What is the yep. value of that two in super flex leagues? You can attach that to a player and, and, you know, go out and, and get somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Mac is Mac is the dude, I guess. Mac is the AD, dude. You got to take that AD. big step up, you know. <clears throat> got to take that big step up. I've uh, been trying to sell Hull all day today, hoping to get a pick. Yeah, any second, any. Well, I don't know if you'll get a second, but any third, even a fourth, I don't care. Just take take anything, take anything. That's a waiver wire. That's a that's a free asset if you pick them up mm-hmm. and sell them. A free and then asset. you get and then and then get and then you get to go pick up another backup running back. So you basically free up a roster spot and, and you get get to get somebody else that you may or may not be able to get a pick for during the season, right? For sure. Uh Mookie, what up, Mookie? Thanks for tuning in, man. Uh what's Thanks good, fam? Double flex PPR at running back starting Barkley and Chubb, Aaron Jones, Connor, and Pierce on the bench. I also have Mike Williams and Scary Terry on the bench. Who would you start at flex? I'm guessing this is a redraft question. Just confirm for me, Mookie. Just want to make sure we're – well, I guess it doesn't matter um, if we're talking about it who do we does. start. No, it kind of does. Well, if we're talking about who do we start, but, I mean, Barkley and Chubb, Aaron Jones and Connor and Pierce on the bench. Aaron Jones, Connor, Pierce on the bench. Mike Williams, Scary Terry on the bench. Who would you start at flex? Go ahead, Hammer. 
yeah, I was getting ready to say it does matter because in in Dynasty or even even Redraft, um, I would kind of look to package some of these assets together and get you know tear up as you like to say. So because these are valuable assets, especially Damian Pierce, Aaron Jones. I think James Conner has still has some value. He's the only running back there in Arizona. Like they literally the cupboard's so bare that he's going to get some good work on volume alone. Um, and then Terry McLaurin as well. So you got really good depth on your bench. I, I, I would imagine this is a little bit of a shallower league if you have a bunch of those guys on your bench. Um, mm. But I would definitely try and package them. You know, I would try and package Aaron Jones and 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 um, Terry McLaurin and see if I can, you know, get a get a stud in that flex position. Um, mm. That that would be my route, but if you can't, if you're not making a trade to answer the question directly, uh, I might. I'm leaning Aaron Jones, but it's between Aaron Jones and kind of Terry McLaurin for me because Aaron Jones is a really good receiver, um, and I think they're going to utilize him a bunch, especially early on to make sure Jordan Love is comfortable. I do like the way that Packers offense is shaping up. Um, and I just like Terry McLaurin, you know, he's a professional receiver. He's a, about as solid as a wide receiver too, as you're going to get. So it's between Aaron Jones and Terry McLaurin for me, depending on the matchup, how you feel about either one of those guys, but just trying to narrow it down a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm with you there on the Aaron Jones. Um, I'm with you on scary Terry as well, but scary Terry is hurt. So, you know, that's something to just kind of keep an eye on. Uh, hopefully he's starts the season okay i'm not sure what the latest news on is on him i don't think i have any shares of of scary terry so far um it actually says uncertain for week one turf toe exactly so you're gonna have to play uh you know jones connor pierce or or mike will i mean how I'm comfortable are mike you will. playing mike will um, no zero no if i have these guys if i have connor just let's hypothetically say mclaurin's out right we'll just take that off the rip, right? If it's between Aaron Jones, James Conner, Damian Pierce, and Mike Williams, Mike Williams is last on that list that I would consider starting. Um, Aaron, uh, a third would probably be Conner, Pierce. I, I think it's Aaron Jones at this point, honestly. It's not two, two flexes, so we need one, we got to pick two of them. So Aaron Jones, and then who would you pick? Conner, Pierce. You said Mike Williams will be last. Yeah, Mike so Williams Connor, Pierce. Last. Oof. I think it might be Connor just because the volume, you know, especially early on. Or or is it Mike Will because it is the beginning of the season, right? The first game, there. you know, how involved is Quinn Johnson going to be? Uh, you know, how yeah, how involved is Quinn, Quinn Johnson going to be right away off the bat? So is Mike Williams really that bad of a – that bad no, of a play? It's not, but I just – his his up and down. And you know what? You can make that case because Mike William does seem to get off to hot starts during the season. So there there is some there is some case to be made for Mike Will. I don't – I've had him. Um, he was really good when I had him a couple of years ago. You know, in those first, like, four or five weeks, he was just absolute gold. Um, and then just fell off the table for the most part. Um yeah. So he really left kind of a sour taste in my mouth. But um, 
Yeah, I think I'm still leaning Aaron Jones and James Conner just on volume alone. I think, you know, Conner has a knack for the end zone. Let's not forget about that. Like, he scores touchdowns. So, Mike Will has a knack to catch a fucking bomb, too. He does. He does. But I I, I like the volume on Connor. You I'm know, going Mike Will. I'm going Mike Will. I'm going with the upside in Will. I Give me Aaron Jones and Mike Will the first week. But honestly, I probably wouldn't play any of those guys. I'm making a trade before week one, if you can. Yeah, I just you like know, what, what you don't want to do is have to choose as have to choose between all these guys every single week. Number yeah. one is going to drive you crazy. Number two, you might I mean, make the, the warp almost is non-existent yeah. because you're not able to start these guys every single week. So, um, you know, you, you got to somehow narrow it down. I mean, I know it's always nice to have depth and we worry about injuries, but at the same time, you know, see what you can do to try and to try and tear up. Somebody needs a running back out there and you've got plenty of them. True. So, what's up, Emil? Appreciate you. Yo. Peacock was good, Peacock. Mookie said, uh, my man on the right looks like Vincent Jackson. <laughs> Ooh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Vincent Jackson. That's a good one. Oh, uh, 20 team 2K guillotine. Wow. Tanner Brown got cut. What two unsigned free agent kickers should I gamble on? Oh, God. It doesn't even matter, Carl. It literally doesn't even matter. And I have, I don't even know who's a free agent right now, um, kicking wise, but I have no clue. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up to see if I can. Uh... Mike Joseph, uh, that's why I come here. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you, bro. Oh, we don't have kickers in that league. Crispy was good, Crispy. Yes, sir. It's Hustle in the building. Man. This was uh, Jay's other team. Uh, Jay's team here was Allen Goff, Pickett, Stroud, Eckler, Kamara, Foreman, Penny, Harris, White, Thomas, Min, Johnson, Lazard, Slayton, Dotson, Pitts. Robbie Gold is out there. Ryan Suckup is out well, he there. Said, what did he say? Uh, what did he say? Um, he said free agent. Or just kickers. Unsigned, yeah, unsigned. Okay, unsigned free agent kickers. Yeah, go ahead. Who is out there? Robbie Gold. Yeah, you know, a guy that we know. Ryan Suckup, a guy that we know. Blankenship, a guy that we kind of know a little bit. Mason Crosby, my boy from uh, Green Bay. Couple names to throw out there. Oh, Allen Golf, Pickett, Stroud. I I love that QB room. Uh, Jay, Eckler, Camara, Foreman, Perry. And you're giving up. You were giving up Kenny Walker and Scary Terry. No, got- I th- I think I think what you said kind of hit it on the head. If you're gonna get rid of pitch, you need to upgrade that wide receiver room. You know, if you're gonna give up pits. You want to kind of was he on the other? Oh, he would get. The, oh, yeah, he, he was giving up hits. He was getting McLaurin, Walker. Yeah, and who was the other guy? There was another guy in there. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. if I'm giving up hits, I'm trying to upgrade that wide receiver spot. You have some decent guys. You got Q. You know, you got Quentin Johnson. You got Zay Flowers. Yeah, I... You got Dotson, but. Those those aren't um, 
in the 10 team, like I'd rather take the one hammer, you know, can you get just one hammer guy instead of, you know, splitting it up like that where you're getting Terry and, you know, agree. I mean, man, who are you starting? If this is your lineup, who you're starting, uh, who you're starting wide receivers, that'd be tough. Uh, Mill said, would you trade Ramondre and Damian Pierce for JT Waller and Damian Harris? Uh, is this redraft or uh, redraft? Okay. Yeah, guys, just make sure, uh, be specific. You know, we do both the dynasty and the redraft, but just make sure be specific so we know uh, exactly what we're talking about here. Uh, but redraft, trade Ramondre and Damian Pierce for JT Waller and Damian Harris. That's a tough one. I think we need a little more context. Um, no, I'm I, not doing it with the current JT situation. Yeah, I'm not doing I, it. Fuck that. I know. I know. Because you might you might not have him this year, especially if it's redraft. Then it's an absolute. No, redraft, redraft. We're talking about redraft. Yeah. It has to be a no, right? Has like, to be. I'm not. He might not play this year. JT. You can't take that risk on JT. I mean, it would be nice to have Waller if he even could stay healthy, but. I like Mac with Bill O'Brien. That's true. And the thing, the thing with Bill O'Brien is he's he's a he's a true play caller. You know, he knows Bill Belichick. Obviously, he's been in that you know with that organization for a while. He obviously he left, you know, when he was coaching in Houston. But that you can't have Matt Patricia, a defensive coordinator, calling offensive plays, and who was it? Joe Judge, like a special teams guy, calling play calling like even when we saw it last year i don't know if you know you remember when mac jones was on the sideline like what the fuck are we doing mm-hmm. basically so i do like bill o'brien to kind of stabilize that offense and they have some good pieces honestly at the tight end at the running back you got juju you know in in that wide receiver room he, he's capable obviously so I, I like mac to be a solid quarterback in that 18 to 22 range uh, what up, Bogey? Bogey in the building. Uh, Mike yes. Joseph said he rejected. He rejected that quick. I have Mixon and Madison, Foreman and Zeke on the bench, thinking of sending Montgomery and Hollywood for Waddle. Done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Send it. Robert Woods familiar with the system. Phenomenal at blocking downfield. Yeah. Nico Collins, yeah, Nico's been uh, Nico's been good, but so many guys there. Still like Dolan Schultz as a as a sneaky uh, yeah, sneaky yeah. guy that can give you good production. I, I think we forgot he went to Houston. Like it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big thing, you know. And, and with that Texan situation, you know, obviously they got C.J. Stroud in there. You know, they're a young team. They're not really expected to win a ton. I think we forget that Dalton Schultz was pretty good a couple of years ago, um, you know, and I think he's more than capable. I think Dalton Schultz has a has a real shot at top 10. Yeah, it's possible. Oogie said, makes sense. Good take. Thanks. No problem, bro. Appreciate you. I like Terry week one. Yeah, if Terry's ready for week one, that's the thing. We don't know if he's ready. And, you know, is it worth yeah. it to risk playing him that week? It says uncertain. With some of the other guys. You got to wait till we get closer and find out. But, yeah, I would I would play Terry if uh, if he's all healthy and ready to go. 
Would you trade Kamara and Pierce? Kamara, Pierce, Brian Robinson for JT Waller. And it's, why are you in love with getting JT right now? This is not the guy to go out and get. The the thing is, he's definitely not playing for you the first month. And in redraft, the pro, not the problem, but you have to come to the realization that in redraft, four weeks can make or break your season, right? It, it's not nothing. Essentially, that's what are we playing? 14 weeks. So you're looking at basically a quarter, 20% of the season. Um, so it's 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 not good. And to have to give up multiple assets that will be valuable now. But you could look at it on, on another side if you're giving up Camara. You know, Camara's going to miss three games. So does that offset? But we know Camara's definitely coming back. That's the thing. We don't know if JT's definitely coming back. Still so losing Pearson Robinson. Yeah, that's, that's you're a basically tough one. you're basically banking on JT getting traded and getting a contract from somebody. That's basically what you're, you're banking on with JT, basically. Mid-season because if he doesn't too, get yeah. traded, that why would he play and risk the whole injury. season? Yeah. He's gonna play his six the six games he's got to play most likely, and that's it. It's just a risk. Is that risk worth taking? I don't think so. I don't Hard to argue so. with that. Hard you know, to argue with that. That's 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 the only real thing is you know, just go by the percentages. What's the chances you know that he winds up getting traded before before that week? If you think that they're very good, then absolutely go for it. But I just I just don't know. I don't know if I want to make that bet because if you're wrong, you're absolutely done. It could sink almost, you, right? You know? Yeah, it could put you in a hole that you can't climb out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl said go with Aaron Jones. Yep, yeah, we agree, bro. Uh, Mike Williams against the Miami secondary, secondary seems pretty decent. They're going to be without Ramsey and Howard. Yeah, that's true, too. There's another uh, maybe little plus to kind of sway you to uh, to Mike Williams over, who was it, Pierce or Connor? Oh, yeah. Arizona basically threw in the flag already. They're like, fuck it, we're tanking. Now, the interesting thing is, what are they going to do, right? Are they going to just keep Kyler Murray and kind of try and build around that, right? Do they go and get Marvin Harrison Jr., or are they tanking for Caleb and they're going to trade Kyler, right? I think so multiple different things. Yeah, and I was actually having a conversation with uh, Bagala this morning about that, that Arizona situation where they cut Colt McCoy, so they're not trying to win. Right. They're not trying to win at all. And that was basically the white flag when they cut Colt McCoy and traded for Josh Dobbs. We you, everybody recognizes that. So it's actually yeah, a good point. Crazy. It's actually a good point uh, that Bogey's making in terms of they're going to be playing from behind a lot, you know, with the volume from Connor. But I still even even last year. Right. He uh, they were playing from behind a ton and Connor was still able to be productive, particularly in the second half of the season when there didn't seem like there was a ton of play for out there in Arizona. So I, I just think somebody's going to have to score on that team. I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be a lot, but I, I think Connor still has some value considering he's the only really guy you could trust out there. Obviously you have Hollywood, but that's a little more dependent on the, uh, the QB getting him the ball in the right spots. Connor, you could just turn around and hand it off, run some screens, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. 
No, I agree. But what if what if we look at the other side? What if we play the other side of Connor and say, yeah, that team is going to be so bad in the second half of the season. Is it worth it for him to take that toll on his on his body? Do they start already playing does some have young, an injury history? Do they start playing some younger guys just to see what they have? Right. Um, and maybe tra- and maybe gain some value in some of these guys, some of these backup guys they have, right? Well, for Connor, for a guy like Connor, I'm not saying this was more of a week one question. That's kind of why I was pointing to Connor. Um, no, no, I know, I know. So, I'm just talking so, about in general, but yeah, no, in general, listen, if Connor, especially if you have Connor on your team and he's either your first bench guy, your second flex guy, etc., if he has a really good one two weeks in the beginning, I, I'm moving off him, regardless. Mm-hmm. If it's redraft or dynasty, I'm moving off of him. Read Caddy. What up, Caddy? It's been a while, brother. Appreciate you. It has been a while. Uh, I feel like my running backs need the most upgrading. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad trade to come off of Pitts. <clears throat> I would just I would just search around and see what's the best. Like what's the best that you can do? What's the best that you can get? If I have the one six, one six and eight man, should I go for RB first or wide receiver? I have a feeling if I wait till second, I won't get any of the S tier wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm always a big wide receiver guy. You could argue this year, especially in a ten in the eight man, mm-hmm. that you can find some running backs later on if you go wide receiver early. 100%. You can find run if you go like you know early wide receiver wide receiver you can get good good running backs in that third and fourth in a in a eight man, so you know that might be a that might be a route to go. What do you think about that, Hammer? What, what, or what do you think you would go here? I tend to agree for the most part, but I I will say that wide receiver is so incredibly deep. You know, most years it's going to be incredibly deep. Now you want to get. Though. In an eight-man, eight I understand it's very shallow, so you kind of want to get that. You know, if you uh, if you go wide receiver in a one-six, who are you getting? C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, Waddle. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, any of those dudes. Hold on, I think I got my. I was doing my redraft. Uh, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's it's like J.J. Chase, Cheetah, Diggs, Cup. CD, St. Brown, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, you know. I would honestly, I would, I would, I would have Cup a little further down, just because you could put Cup further down. down. Of uh, some things I've been hearing that I'm not in Mm -hmm. love with, you know. Um, That's the risk. Yep, Cup is a risk reward. So, so yeah, um, but yeah, if you if you're on the one six and the eight man, CD Lamb isn't a bad pick. AJ Brown's not a bad pick. Um, somewhere in that range, Waddle mm-hmm. should be able to get one of those three guys. Garrett Wilson, I would put in right in that mix as well. Well, you can get um, two of those guys. What if you get, uh, you know, same? Brown. I don't know who's gonna pick who, but a dig CD. Or CD St. Brown, a St. Brown Garrett Wilson, like, you know. Yep. That that would be kind of what I'm looking for. Um, but I mean if Bijan falls, that's gonna be 
you know, it's going to be hard to not take him. But, you know, give me the short, especially in an eight-man, like give me the short thing in the wide receiver. I think I'm I'm a little more going way more towards the wide receiver there. Yeah, I would agree. You know, because if you can get some of those heavy hitters and then still be able to get some good running backs. Um, so talking about JT going to be on the pup for the first quarter of the year. Yep. He's already yeah, on he He's already he on. Can't play to, he He's can't play until week five. It's it's official. The 4 p.m. deadline today. Yeah. My bad. I missed this. Uh, Jay, I get the Herbert Foreman. St- that's not something that I'm excited about at all. No. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> So don't do it just for the Herbert Foreman right. stack. This uh, no, don't do it for that. There's very little value there to you from from that standpoint. Um, you know, if you had a if you had a handcuff of, you know, say Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, maybe a little bit more valuable. But we're not, especially for this particular situation, that shouldn't have any bearing on whether you make this trade or not. Mm-hmm. Devontae Parker being slept on. I've always liked Devontae Parker. This problem is just since his Miami healthy. days. Yeah. He can never be healthy and he can never be consistent. So yeah. it's tough. If he can stay healthy, like he is a sleeper. Absolutely. He's getting up there too. I Bro, he's 30 years old. Hmm. That's why it feels yeah, right. like we, we were just watching him as a 25 year old in Miami. I know. Let's uh, we'll get to the rest of these questions and then um, we'll we'll get to uh, some of these dynasty guys that we're going to try and avoid here. Uh, Matt Harris, what's up, Matt? How do you feel about Hollywood? I feel like he's getting disrespected a little bit. How do you feel about Hollywood, uh, Hammer? Uh, I actually traded for Hollywood in our home league. Um, I believe I traded him for a late first round pick in a one QB league. Um, he's my flex wide receiver right now. So he's basically my wide receiver four. So I was comfortable parting with a late first in a one QB league, uh, for Hollywood Brown. I thought he had some good upside, especially when they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he's essentially the only established receiver. I know they got Rondell Moore, um, but I think he's becoming even more of a value because, of what we just learned about the Arizona situation. I, I don't think it's going to be great, but I do think he'll he'll have some value, but he's a flex play at best in a week-to-week situation. I'm not in love with it. I don't think Josh Dobbs is a very good quarterback. I know they have that other rookie fifth-round pick tune. Um, but, yeah, Hollywood definitely scares me, um, somebody I would try and stay away from knowing the current situation. But if you do have him on your team, you know, he should be a flex play at best. Yeah, I mean, the problem now is they don't even, they don't have anybody. Well, they have nobody capable of throwing the fucking football. No. Um, are they going to be throwing a lot? Yes. So you could look at it that way and say, you know, he's still going to be getting targets. If he's a wide receiver four, wide receiver five on your team, that's a value. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's definitely is getting a little bit disrespected because somebody's got to catch the ball there, right? Ah, For sure. Took up seventeen. Want to rate my team? Yeah, throw it out there. Throw it out there quick. Vincent Jackson is very, very pretty. Like, 
Yeah, I'm not feeling that last one. You had me on that first sentence. That last sentence, I wasn't. I'm not surprised. What's on Dobbins? Sports sequence reserve. What is good? <laughs> Your boy Dobbins. You love you. Well, Dobbins this year. I love Dobbins this year. I think he's a, a crazy value. <clears throat> he's obviously the best running back they have on that team. Uh, when he does get the ball, he produces. He just has to stay healthy. And he's got to, you know, get more carries. I know he hasn't ever got really a ton of carries and he still produces. That's the crazy thing. So yeah, I'm I'm all in on Dobbins this year. I have him in uh in a ton of leagues just because how late I can get him. It's like, you know, yeah. So give me some Dobbins. Well, what do you think about Dobbins, Hammer? I don't I don't know if you're on the other side of Dobbins or how do you feel about him? I'm not crazy about it. Um, I similar to the Eagles backfield, um, and even to a lesser degree, maybe even the Chicago Bears backfield. When you have a quarterback that can run for five, six, seven, eight hundred yards, as those three quarterbacks uh, plus Lamar, so that's Lamar, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Fields. That, that backfield scares me um, a little bit just because I feel like there's going to be that ceiling we talked about because Lamar is going to run around. Um, you know, I do think they'll throw more, but his natural instinct is to run with the ball. So <clears throat> I do think there'll be some some capped um, touchdown production for Dobbins. Um, you know, and they have three capable wide receivers right now. Bateman, Zay Flowers, Odell, fuck it, four. Mark Andrews. We didn't even talk about mm-hmm. Mark Andrews. So um I, I think he's I think he's amazing in the RPO stuff with Lamar, but I just wonder what his ceiling, you know, I just worry that his ceiling will be capped. Um and we won't really be able to kind of see his his true talent on display because of a number of different factors. Yeah. I mean, I see that, but I could also I could all you could also argue the other side where you know the the touchdowns haven't been an issue for him before, right? I mean in in 2020 he had, you know, 6.1 a carry, nine touchdowns that season. Played in 15 games, only 134 carries though. And he had nine tutties. So I think there's still I think there's room. Is he going to be a guy that's going to get 15 plus tutties? Like no, but can he possibly get double digits? Maybe. Can he run for 1,300, 1,400 yards if he's healthy, if he's getting the rock? Maybe. So, yeah, I mean, even though Lamar does take away some, maybe Lamar runs a little less, right? I mean, he said they're going to run less. He said he wants to run less. Saying it and then being out there is two different things. I know. I said the same. I said that with Josh Allen. Because once he's out, once he's out there, he's you he's going to do what he does. He got the warrior on, so uh, but yeah, I mean, I I like Dobbins, especially for the price, the price you can get him at. Did you give up a first for JT in Dynasty? No, I just I just don't think it's worth it. I mean, why take that chance? You might as well hold on to the first something that's going to gain value, you know, as we get closer to the to the draft and you're just have more flexibility with the pick. I think than going to get JT. Do you want to give up a first for JT? Oh, it, it really depends on the situation I'm in. If I'm, if I know I'm going to be a contending team and I'm at the back end. Yeah. I'm going to do it. If we're in a That's 12 true. team and if, if I'm, if we're in a 12 team and at the, I'm at the 109, 110. Yeah, I'm doing it. You know, cause that means I'm already, I already am a good team and I have JT. Now he's, he's only what 24 years old. 
I believe. So, and he doesn't have a ton, a ton of mileage. He has, you know, some good mileage, but I think he still has another three to four productive years relative to his age and the running back situation. So if I'm a contending team and I'm anywhere from the 109 to the 112 in a, uh, in a, in a 12 team league, I'm, I would do that. <clears throat> I could agree if you're one of the, you know, if you're one of the top teams, and you want to give up the first. I'm still a little more reluctant because I might be able to do something better or more for that first, but twelve man PPR seventh pick. Should I take Kelsey, Diggs, or Bijan? Ooh. That is spicy. That's tough for me. I think I have I'm back and forth, like Kelsey and Bijan. It's either Kelsey or Bijan for me. It's not Diggs. So for me, I would eliminate Diggs. I don't know about you, but what do you think, Hammer? Yeah, I'm in a similar situation because I think um, I was at the 107 or the 108, I believe, in one of our redrafts, and Kelsey got taken right before me, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I think I think the pick might be Kelsey. Um mm-hmm just because of that advantage that we we've been kind of talking about over the last couple of shows. But listen, if you took Bijan, I don't think many people would be upset. No, no, not at all. I'm going to go with Kelsey here um, as well, but yeah, I'm not upset if you take Bijan at all. Madison's a redraft sleeper. Yeah. He's going decently late enough where, where you can grab him at a, at a late point. You know, if you go wide receiver early, or go like hero RB, you know, you can grab Madison as your RB too, pretty at a pretty decent spot. Mm-hmm. Rejected, gambled on hole and dropped Foreman. Okay. Uh redraft, have Hertz, Golf, Mixon, Madison, Montgomery, Zeke, AJ Brown, St. Brown, Terry, Hollywood, Deontay John Deontay Johnson. Nice, Deontay Johnson. I like that. That's pretty good. I like that. Monty is going like so late. Like Monty's really getting disrespected. <clears throat> like when the weather gets colder, we're gonna see a shit ton of the rookie Johnson. Yeah, that's a tough part too because you know over the course of the season, I think Johnson mm. is, it might start to stand out a little bit. Um, it might start taking some work. So. We'll see how it goes. I mean, early on, it's going to be probably a shit show. Um, (laughs) uh, Huss said, make sure you subscribe to the new Fantasy Football Funk YouTube channel. All right. Make sure you guys check that out. Link's in there. I would have given Brown up uh, for a first. Yeah. And with trying with Josh Dobbs in Cleveland. Yeah, it was it was definitely weird. Once they did that, it was kind of like, all right, something is about to go down. They're blatantly just yeah, saying openly okay, tanking. We're tank, tanking. Openly we're tanking. tanking. Yeah. What the fuck right. are y'all gonna do about it? <laughs> right. Because and I, it's it's crazy about that because I was talking with Bagala and I was like, listen, Colt McCoy is not a world beater, but if they had Colt McCoy in there, they'd win three of you know, three or four games and and you know, potentially miss out on that that pick. And also, don't forget, Arizona has the Houston pick mm-hmm. in this upcoming draft. So they're really going for the uh, the tank job that, out there in Arizona this year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 
Well, think about it. They're going to have two, what, top picks, right? Mm-hmm. Don't they have the Texans pick, too? So, yeah, wouldn't you, Tank? Yeah. If you don't, uh, we got no shot at winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, you know. Tyler Murray's not going to make the difference between, you know, uh, especially on this particular team, the way it is, mm-hmm. you know. Got him for only a second and a third. Nice. I like it. Wide receiver four. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Especially in Dynasty. Going forward, I like I like Hollywood because now next year he's either playing with Kyler or he's playing mm-hmm. with, you know, Caleb Williams. Um now there is a chance that if if they do wind up keeping Kyler, maybe they go get Marvin, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Bring in a wide receiver. But I still like Hollywood as a decent, you know, wide receiver two-ish wide receiver three you know wide receiver two kind of upside um but yep. we'll see what happens Devontae adams is probably on the he's on the back end of my you know top 12-ish wide receivers for redraft i think redraft uh Devontae adams is probably in that nine-ish range for me eight mm-hmm. nine ten somewhere in there um, I think I'm bumping Cooper Cup down just a bit because of some of the things that, you know, I don't really like about that situation. I think regardless of the situation in Vegas this year, I think Devontae Adams, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. So I, if I actually had the pick between Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams, like if that was my only choice, I think I'm taking Devontae Adams over Cooper Cup this year uh, in redraft. <clears throat> Mookie said, uh, "12-man PPR dynasty rookies. I picked up for growth. Tank, Sean Tucker, Mingo, Michael Wilson, Cedric Tillman. Are they worth stashing for the future? Thoughts? Well, if you have that, if you have that taxi squad, absolutely. That's what it's there for. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, I have a couple of guys on my taxi. I have." Um, I think I have uh, Sam Laporta on my t- one of my taxis, Michael Mayer in one of my taxis. So yeah, absolutely, these guys are definitely. I think, I think Tank Bigsby to a lesser degree because we see the running backs kind of, especially those those RB twos on the depth chart as rookies, kind of make more of an impact right away than some of these wide receivers on teams with established players. Um, so so a guy like Mingo, a guy like Tillman. Those are those are guys worth kind of stashing, and who knows? Maybe by week nine, week ten, you know, I keep pointing to the Amon Ra St. Brown situation where he just came out of nowhere. He was on the waiver wire, and people picked him up, and now he's a top, you know, he's a top uh, ten pick for uh, dynasty wide receivers. Yeah, um, I think when we're talking about the running backs. I don't know if necessarily you want to use the word growth. The running backs, you're just looking for anybody on a roster that can possibly get a shot at playing. I don't think any of these guys um, are, or running backs at least, are going to be guys that are going to take over a backfield and become three-down workhorse of the future. Like, that's not mm-hmm. happening. So I think, you know, definitely, you know, understand that. But, yeah, you've got Tank is going to get some work. I if, and, and, you know, obviously an injury happens. He's going to be the guy mm-hmm. uh, for the time being. Sean Tucker, same kind of thing. Um, you know, he might get some some playing work. He might take a little bit longer. It might take him maybe the mid-half of the season, second half of the season. You might see him come along. Uh, Mingo, I like a lot. I think he's a kind of sneaky guy that people are kind of forgetting about after the draft had like everybody was all hyped up when the draft happened and now people are kind of like you know okay whatever um but he's going you know he's going at a value so i like him you know for the future he's just not going to be a guy for this year that's going to go off 
Same thing with Cedric Tillman. You might have to wait a year or two. There's just a lot of guys on the Browns right now. He's mm -hmm. tied to a good quarterback, so he can become, you know, the number three there. You know, who knows what's going to happen with Amari Cooper in the next couple of years. So, you know, he does have a chance to to be something. And then you've got Michael Wilson, who, you know, a guy who's never able to kind of stay healthy, but does have a chance this year. He's all they have. Him and Hollywood Brown are the only two guys that they do have. So, you know, he's worth it to hold uh, to hold on to for right now. But he's a guy that can easily uh, easily get replaced. So I would hold him if you can move him at any point for, you know, like a second or even a third. I'm not sure where you drafted him. I, I'd probably take that um because you can use that pick during the season but uh i'd hold tillman i'd hold mingo uh bigsby and tucker of course they're running back so we're definitely holding them but yeah if you got the if you got the slots to hold those guys and around you expect jt to fall i don't know but i'm not touching them especially now you, after man? today after mm -hmm. today, after today's news, you know, we, we like I said, he's guaranteed to be out four games. And that is a big chunk of the season. We typically play 14 games. So that's that's 28% of the season he's going to be out. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed. And there's no certainty that he's going to be back after those four games, right? He could say, hey, I got an injury. I got whatever. You know, they're. You know, he can play a game and come out. So I, I think I'm tending to lean what to, towards what you're saying. At some point, he does become a value. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, if he's fallen to the fifth round, right, and redrafts, all right, then you could start taking a peek at it because you've got kind of some established guys. And if he comes back, you know, in week five, week six, whatever the case may be, that's just like picking him up off the waiver wire. So at some point, he becomes yeah. a value. I'm not taking him before round five, six, maybe. Yeah, you can I would say that same. I would say the same. Uh, Ryan, what's up, Ryan? Uh, would you trade a sure 2024 top four pick for <clears throat> Diggs and Eckler? Is this one QB or Superflex? Uh, lottery, so 50% chance at that pick turning into Caleb or Marvin. I would imagine it's a super flex if you're talking about. Caleb. Well, I, I think easily if you're not going to win, that you easily take the pick. And if you are trying to win, um, then you probably want Diggs and Eckler. I mean, what is the format? I mean, how many starters is there? I think that makes a big deal of it, uh, you know, as well. If it's a shallow start eight, start nine, then, you know, give me the Diggs and Eckler, right? I think if it's a start 10, it's a, a a conversation if you're in contention or not. What's your Sunday ritual from the time you wake up till kickoff for the games? <clears throat> My ritual is usually wake up, have a blunt for breakfast, and eat something, <laughs> whether it's a bagel or fucking make bacon or something, something, something kind of light. And then usually I'm on YouTube for like an hour or so, just answering questions and, uh, you know, start sick kind of shit or whatever shows I'm on, uh, you know, for that particular week. And then I'm here for the game and I'm, that's it. What about you, Hammer? You got a ritual? 
not necessarily, but um, for for the first week of games, that that first full Sunday slate, I usually do something pretty big. I'll make wings, I'll make nachos, uh, get a bunch of beers, have a bunch of people over, etc. Watch the games, um, and then just throughout the course of the season, usually Sunday mornings, I way back when I used to go to the gym religiously. Wake up at nine, nine thirty, go to the gym, work out, come home, shower lock in, watch the games. Um, but yeah, usually we do our, especially last season, we were doing our, our morning show, our start sits <clears throat> and kind of get that ball rolling. So the first week, that first full Sunday, I usually do something big, you know, have a bunch of food, have a bunch of people over um, mm-hmm. and uh, lock into those games. Cause it's almost like Christmas in September for, for now. So. And I'll usually, I'll typically, on on uh, on Saturday night, I'll look over my lineups, make sure I got everything set, and then this way Sunday, it's kind of just adjusting to whatever kind of news comes out. So typically at like our time, at least it's one o'clock the game starts. Mm-hmm. So at twelve thirty, I'm kind of fixing fixing up anything that I need to uh, that I need to fix up last minute. Yep. Uh, would you trade Chubb for Najee, DJ Moore, and DeAndre Swift? How many starters mm. is this, Nick? Because um, is is this one of those just okay? I'm going to throw three guys at you, and two of them I'm never playing in DJ Moore and Swift, and mm-hmm. give me Chubb. Because if it's one of those, I mean, if Chubb you is. Wide, if you need wide receiver help, then yeah, I'm okay with taking Najee and DJ Moore, but. Chubb could very well be like an R- the RB one this year. Yeah, I, like, I really like Chubb. That. I, I wish I could put him on. I, I didn't put him on my uh, on any of my things. I could put him on the if I add more to the four horsemen. But Chubb is a guy that I think does have the ability to uh, you know to finish as like RB one this year. Yeah, I was just getting ready to say Chubb is one of those. He's one of those dinosaurs that's a true uh, workhorse running back that we have without a ton of guys to really threaten him for carries outside of injury. Um, so, so Chubb is super valuable, even, even in dynasty, right? He's still pretty damn valuable because you think he's going to be that workhorse for at least another two to three years. So, but for redraft purposes, I think I might still roll with Chubb. Let me ask you this. On the format. If we go, if we go on the flip side of this, what, cause I like Najee. Um, I yeah. don't know how you feel about Najee, but I do like Najee. So what if you did take the package? And you take Najee, DJ Moore, and Swift, and then use DJ Moore and Swift and whoever else is on your team or bench and tear up at another position, whether it's wide receiver, QB, or tight end, maybe whatever. What well, do you I, think I, about that? I, I'm, what if, what I'm, if we what if we turned what if we turned uh what if we turned DJ Moore into um Jalen Waddle? DJ Moore Swift plus or or whatever else you got on your bench. Obviously, you've got other guys on your bench, you know, or or in your starting lineup. What if you somehow turn that into you know a, a top 10, 12 wide receiver? I don't I don't know if that's realistic just because I you know DJ Moore, I think he has good value, but I don't think he has that much value to get Waddle. You probably have to give up a ton, probably three guys yeah. uh uh for Waddle. So I don't know if that's realistic, but I just to get back to your initial question was was how much do I like Najee? I liked him enough to pick him in our dynasty uh subscriber league draft. So 
I, I do like Najee a lot. I think he's he's a really good bounce back candidate. He he feels top eight ish, ten ish to me, um, at the running back position. Um, but I do think Chubb is just like you said, along with CMC, Bijan, you could throw in there. Um, Eckler, I do like Eckler as well, just because of the receiving upside. Um, but yeah, I there is enough of a drop off between Chubb and Najee in my estimation that. If this was the case, I'd probably keep Chubb <clears throat> or see if I could get something a little more than Swift. I'm not, uh, I'm not, I don't want Swift on my team. I've been, I've never been a fan of Swift. I just think he gets hurt too much. I think he's talented and productive, but he's just too hurt. And now he's in a situation in Philadelphia where he's got a ridiculous room of running backs where, you know, it's just not enough for me to be able to count on him consistently. So it's really, Chubb for Najee and DJ Moore. And is DJ Moore, like you said, even in your lineup, does he make your flex? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it would depend on depend on your league and know your, you know, know your league, right? Are you going to be able to, you know, move DJ Moore and something else to kind of tear up? You know, if not, then hold on to Chubb. But I mean, if the package works and gives you more assets to trade up and help your team in other ways, then I'm okay for and then, then I'm okay with it. So Redraft, Lamar, Pollard, Dobbins, A.J. Brown, Ridley, Pitts, Montgomery, Quinn Johnson, Elijah Moore, Bateman on the bench, Lance Pollard, Dobbins, A.J. Brown, Ridley, Pitts, Montgomery, Quinn Johnson, and Elijah Moore. Yeah, I like it. It's a nice squad. You got my boy Lamar. You got my guy Ridley, Dobbins, A.J., Pitts, Monty. Pretty good squad. What do you think, Hammer? Yeah, this is a good team. I um the running backs make me a little nervous with Pollard and Dobbins. Good upside, but you know, there there's 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 a pretty low floor on those guys. Um I, I just I don't I like Pollard, but I like Pollard as my RB two. Um you do have Dobbins as well. I think they're both kind of RB twos. I think they have some low RB one upside, but There's some pretty good. Um, there's a re- there's some really good um, spot for for high upside guys with with Pollard and Dobbins. But other than that, Ridley, AJ Brown, Pitts, Lamar, yeah, works. Carl said, "Smoke a blunt, eat a bunch of bacon. Do you watch any network pregame shows?" No, I mean I watch Red Zone. That's that's pretty much um, that's pretty much it because I'm usually just answering a ton of questions, whether it's you know, like I said, usually we're live um, or whether it's you know Instagram, Facebook, just answering questions there. So, so I was I was always a big pregame guy. I used to watch a ton of the Fox pregame. I watched a ton of the ESPN pregame, NFL Network pregame. But now, if you have um, if you have NFL Red Zone, I believe they have their fantasy show. They mm-hmm. have their fantasy show. They do. I think an hour before the games. So, so they that's always it. kind of what I'm locked into now. Yeah. If anything, that's that's what I'd. Uh, that's what like I fantasy focus. Chase said, "I like trade that. Chubb. I'll trade Chubb for that package." Pause. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Bogey going off over here. He said, uh, "Getting faded off of alcohol, mushrooms, and cannabis. Watching Red Zone strictly." Yep. Yeah. 
Must have a fresh pair of socks. <laughs> Things aren't going my way. I changed to a new pair of socks. <laughs> oh, shit. Huss uh, said we got the best pregame fantasy show on Sundays. Yep. Huss, let me know what time y'all are on. Um, but all right, let's get into... Uh, that we're that we want to avoid in dynasty um and let's start i guess at the we'll start at the running back position um so for dynasty hammer and this could be just in general or could be you know in a startup draft or, you know whatever but um who are you avoiding in dynasty at the rb position so the rb position is really tough because of a number of reasons we've we've outlined um short shelf life injury big injury risk at that position um you know team you could be a breakout running back and the team will draft another running back the very next year um so it's always a, a fluid position to draft at um you kind of especially in startups you kind of want to not burn a ton of valuable capital into that position uh, but there's one guy that <clears throat> as i was looking at the list of of dynasty running backs, um, one guy kind of stood out is Ramondre Stevenson from New England. <clears throat> and there's a couple of different reasons that I was, as I started thinking about it, and right off the bat was they signed Zeke Elliott, right, for this particular season, you know, and I'll give some more future reasons, but they bring in Zeke Elliott for, for this season, and that kind of lets me know that they want a goal line guy. You know what I mean? Ramondre Steven was Ramondre Stevenson is still going to be a really good running back, but I think there are a lot of different factors that may kind of cap his ceiling. Zeke Elliott for this particular season, anyway, being one of them, and also to the willingness of the Patriots to go out and bring in Zeke Elliott. You know, kind of, kind of um, led me to to honing in on Ramondre Stevenson. So bringing Zeke Elliott in was kind of one of those. Um, they how often do they rotate running backs frequently right if you know anything about the patriots and how bill belichick operates they rotate running backs like crazy right if you got the hot hand if you're you know if you're producing if you're really standing out they won't hesitate to put you in so <clears throat> the fact that the patriots rotate running backs and you can't ever trust bill belichick when it comes to the running back position there was a who's the guy we talked about couple of years ago had that monster game and was never heard from again uh you know sunny gray was that no oh, he James? was one of them there's been a bunch though right there's been right. a few but yeah but I remember, that one stands uh, out <laughs> so that stands out to me where you know you could have a great game and not never see the field again now that was because of the fumbles or missed assignments. And that kind of leads me into the next reason, which is one bad game, you could be in the doghouse, especially at that running back position, right? You fumble it a couple of times, you miss a miss a blitz pickup, especially with Bill Belichick. One bad game at that position historically, you know, could mean the end of your uh could mean the end of your season, your career particularly. Um, I forgot the guy's name, if anybody out there remembers. <clears throat> Jonas Gray. Gray. There you go. Jonas Gray. Um, so that, so that kind of stood out to me. So those were some of the things that I was thinking about, um, on top of just the standard running backs don't last very long, blah, blah, blah. They, you know, James Robinson, right. He had that massive year 
and the Jaguars go out and draft the ETN right away. And then Giants the Jaguars- just cut him. Giants just cut him. Giants just cut him, right? Um, and even still, right? ETN is starting to turn into a really good running back, and they go out and draft Tank Bigsby. So just the nature of the position, but one guy was Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, Ramondre uh, is a tough one. We've always been saying, you know, don't trust, uh, don't trust Bill Belichick. Um, don't forget, you know, and I keep saying it, but last year was a a product of just you know what had happened on the team, right? Uh, Damian Harris getting hurt, right? Uh, mm-hmm. James White, right? Ty Montgomery, like they lost all of their pass catching guys. They lost all their guys. So Stevenson was kind of forced into that role. <clears throat> Um, and now this year and it's last year, Stevenson, I think he only had like six tutties, right? I didn't have like that many tutties. He had a ton um, of receptions though. Had a ton I of receptions. So like you said, Zeke is definitely going to take some tutties away. How much else is it going to take away? I don't know, but I think Stevenson's like a, you know, back end RB one at best at absolute best, but more of kind of, you know, a high end RB two, like for me. So I like Stevenson, but yeah, in when we're talking about in Dynasty, I, I'm not really trying to draft him where he's getting where he's getting drafted. And uh, you know, he's gonna be good for the year. He's he's got two more years left that he's gonna be there, so he is gonna get work. So he's a fine back end RB1, RB2. So but yeah, I, I just think um he is a good uh person to avoid or use to trade to try and you know to try and get something else. It's just you know, running backs in general, as we always say just uh expendable which brings me to my running back um that i'm avoiding in dynasty is tony pasta tony pollard i'm just ignoring i mean he's going at the four he's basically the 47th pick on sleeper right in that same range you've got Najee in that area hawkinson um kyla murray and then you've got the wide receivers like watson quentin johnson jerry judy addison right i'm not drafting tony pollard there i'm not i'm taking any of those wide receivers because these guys are you know these guys have a chance to gain in value and they're already valued pretty high so give me one of those wide receivers instead of a guy you know like tony pollard who is on a one-year deal right do they tag him again next year do they bring him back with the way shit's going at the running back position right now i, I don't know do you want to take that chance no no what's the chances they bring in they don't bring in somebody else next year also um at that point as well so for and me I never, it's, it's tony pollard and i never viewed tony pollard as that three down back and i think everybody once they once he you know, was cut. I think everybody expected has this expectation of Tony Pollard to kind of be that three down workhorse, you know, Zeke Elliott in his rookie year kind of running back. And I just, that's not going to be the case. Even if he does have a quote unquote full workload, I think it's going to be very similar to what we've seen, you know, 15 touches a game, which is fine. He's explosive, but there is some uncertainty. He's coming off the injury and like you said, but he's on the franchise tag and they could tag him again next year. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. I don't have any shares of Tony Pollard and we're in, I'm in four leagues. We're about to do another subscriber league. So five leagues and I won't have Tony Pollard. 
I mean, listen, he was, you know, he was very efficient for the touches that he got. But mm-hmm. with the more touches you get, the less efficient you are going to be. You're not going to have, you know, you don't have a Zeke in there pounding through the line and pounding in the hole and wearing down the defense. And then you're coming in as that change of pace guy and just fucking running through everybody. Now you are, you know, the guy, you know, it's and it, which is just a little bit different. We saw once he did get more work, he wound up getting hurt. Right. Um, so in that playoff game. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, we'll see how it goes with Tony Pollard. I do still think he could finish as a you know a back end RB one um, in fantasy, but you know in dynasty, I, I'm not. I'm just not messing with it. You know, I'll take advantage of the value that people have in him, and you know, come off for something else. Or especially, yeah, in, especially in startups, like I said, take any of these wide receivers in that range instead of taking Tony Pollard. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Right. Uh Jay said he really likes Deuce. Yeah, Deuce has been Deuce has been well. I mean, he's a we'll see what happens. He's a he's a small guy. Um, is he a Darren Sproles type? You know, is he gonna be that type of guy? We'll see. We'll see. Tony Pasta's 26-year-old, uh, who's barely getting a shot, even as a timeshare back. He still couldn't stay healthy. Yeah. Well, I think what you said kind of hit it on the head, and especially in that playoff game where he was, they were starting to really give him the rock as, like he was a featured back and he got hurt. You know, it was an unfortunate injury. Um, and, and like you said, as you get more carries and more touches and become more of the featured guy, your efficiency is going to go down and your is, your risk of injury goes way up. Mm-hmm. Your body fatigues a lot faster. Um, All right, let's move on to the wide receiver position. Okay. Who is a guy that you are avoiding at the wide receiver position in Dynasty? This was actually a fairly easy pick when I started really looking at the list of guys um, and who who stands out. Now, there are obviously this is going to be a more veteran guy. Um, but even guys like Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup I talked about, and I have some reservation with reservations with Cooper Cup, and I still do like him. Uh, but I'm going to go with Debo Samuel on this one. And um, there, there's really a couple of reasons. The first one, I believe we've seen his ceiling already. You know, that, that crazy year he had a couple of years ago, I feel like that was the ceiling year for him. Um, you know, he got a ton of the rushing work. The opportunities were there. And he really made the most of it. You know, he got his bag coming off that that monster season. And I truly believe we've seen the ceiling for Debo Samuel. And I believe it was 2021 that he had that monster year. Uh, yeah. So I'm just going to I'm just going to look it up really quick so I can give you the exact uh, the exact information. So, yeah, in 2021, he played all 16 games. He was the number two wide receiver in P- half PPR. 77 grabs, 1,400 yards, six touchdowns. Where he really kicked ass was in the running game. 59 mm-hmm. rushing attempts, 360 yards, and another eight touchdowns on the ground. And that kind of no, and that kind of leads me into my next point: is the rushing upside is not there anymore. The rushing upside is gone. Right? They have CMC, they have Eli Mitchell. Um, so, so the rushing upside is just not going to be there anymore. 
another reason he's getting older. Like he's 27 years old, going to go into his 28th season. Um, and that's typically when we start to see guys slow down a little bit. I know Devontae's getting up there, Cup's getting up there a little bit, but they're primarily, they didn't take a lot of that rushing, um, that rushing wear down on his body. So he is, he is getting a little bit older. And then the last reason is there's a ton of offense, offensive weapons on that team now, right? Mm-hmm. When you added CMC last year, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, um, Eli Mitchell. So there's, there's a ton of offensive weapons that I think he's not the featured guy. You know, I know Brock Purdy is a quarterback now, so that's kind of all, all kind of all the reasons why I'm avoiding Debo Samuel. Now, what if, because Ayuk's in a contract here, right? What if Ayuk doesn't re-sign with 49ers? Do you feel a little bit better about Debo? No, I'm still avoiding him, and there's a couple of the reasons, because he'll be a year older. Mm. I talked about the rushing upside. It's not gonna. It's never going to be what it was. And <clears throat> those are the two reasons that I would counter if they don't re-sign Ayuk, would be yeah. he's getting he's going to be another year older, and that rushing upside is not there. Well, I mean, look at his ADP and Superflex. I mean, fifty-eight. When you're looking at Debo, same range as the Addisons, Judy's, Quentin Johnsons, Christian Watsons, Javante Williams, J.K. You know, Michael Pittman, Pickens. You know, are you taking him over any of the, those guys? I would consider Pickens just because I still think Debo Samuel has more upside on a week-to-week basis than Pickens because it still is a good offense, um, and I still think Debo can make plays. Um, Watson, probably not. I think I'd still I think I'd like Christian Watson, significantly younger, and I think sig- uh, Christian Watson has similar game-breaking um, ability on a week-to-week basis. So, really, the only guy I would say maybe Pickens, I would still take Debo over. Ayuk or Debo Dynasty? That's tough, man. I think I don't know. I don't remember exactly what Debo's contract is. He's got a good enough contract. I don't know how much longer he's. he's got I don't remember the year. Yeah, I don't remember the years or anything like that. Uh, I don't know. I might. I might lean Ayuk. Let me check out uh, Debo. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely Ayuk. But Debo's, I got an out in 2025. So 2025, it looks like. Okay. Looks like some options or whatever in 26 and 27. Yeah, I think I'm still I think I'm still leaning Ayuk here. Yeah, me too. I'm definitely going Ayuk. So my wide receiver I'm avoiding in Dynasty is one that you brought up earlier and kept bringing up is Cooper Cup, right? Staying away from Cooper Cup. We don't know what's happening with Stafford. Apparently now uh, Stafford's not able to, like, gel with his teammates and able to communicate with them. I mean, the whole report came out with what the wife said and all that. Um, Is this team going to be any good? Is he going to, you know, is Stafford going to play the whole season, right? If this team is trash and they're not winning – are they going to start playing, you know, Stenson Bennett or something like that? Similar to last year. Yeah. Right? Similar to last year. Exactly. Um, does that happen? Um, you know, is Stafford able to play the whole season? Is his arm fully healthy now? Um, 
So, you know, there are concerns because if it's not Stafford back there, then, you know, cup is not the cup that, you know, we know or that we want. So I think that's going to be a, that's going to be a big thing on top of that cup is going at what ADP of 30, I think right now, which is crazy because in that range, that's the, you know, T. Higgins, you know, Jameer Gibbs, Saquon, uh, you know, Devonta Smith, Mark Andrews, Jacobs, JSN, DK, Drake, London. I mean, yeah, yeah that's so rough. I'm not, I, I'm not taking a couple over any of those guys because especially we always talk about, you know, those first few picks in Dynasty. Those, those are going to be your core players that you want to build around. So, you know, it's important to use those picks wisely because if Cup doesn't do what we think he should do, then you're kind of screwed, or at least you're only going to get one season out of him. So, yeah, I think the key, especially especially for Cup, you know, this year, um, I think he's still a really awesome receiver. Um, I still I still think that as long as Matthew Stafford's there, or even just a competent quarterback. Either way, I think Cup is still going to be productive. Um, the thing I do worry about, and we kind of touched on this earlier, is if they're if they're just out of it, right? And there's and he has any kind of injury. What is the reason to rush back? There is none, right? There's no incentive. So that does scare me. I do have Cooper Cup um, in our home league, and obviously that's going into the third year. So. This would be the third year he's on my team. And I, I considered moving him, um, but he is my wide receiver, too, on that team, which puts me in a position of benefit. And I've talked about this on previous shows. So, you know, at a certain point, these guys do become a value. But you would rather take, like you said, JSN, Addison, Quentin Johnston um, over the long haul rather than, a you know, an aging wide receiver that is coming off a significant injury had surgery i believe in the offseason and on a team that might not be that great yeah you're great uh mookie said curious about uh devonta smith from a dynasty perspective we like devonta yeah i like devonta he's a perfect uh you know, the perfect wide receiver two on that team. He's got AJ Brown. I mean, he's not the same guy if he's the wide receiver one. Kind of needs that, uh, you know, that superstar guy across from him. Same kind of like Jordan Addison, I feel like. You know, he wouldn't be the best if he's the wide receiver one on the team. But when you've got somebody across from you that can take away. Feel great about you know, it. Yeah. Take away a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of coverages and a lot of attention. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Devonta Smith finished as a wide receiver, what, one last year. So, mm-hmm. and on a team that doesn't even pass the ball a ton. So, you've got to, you've got to love that. Um, the only thing with the Eagles are, you know, do you think, okay, was last year a kind of ceiling or is there another, another kind of level that they can take? Right. Um, or are they kind of capped where they're at, you know? For me, I think there is another level. Um, because that was kind of the first year that they put it all together. Do you think Jalen Hurts is going to improve as as a passer even more than he did last year? So there's that. You can make that argument. Um, You can make the argument that it was a ceiling season as well. You know, everything kind of just came together as one of those magical runs. Um, But Devonta Smith is plenty damn good where he's explosive enough, where he doesn't need 100 catches to be impactful in a given Mm -hmm. season. He could get 70, 75 grabs and be – 
extremely impactful. So mm -hmm. th that's why we really do like Devonta Smith. And we, and we always talk about trading for him because he's one of, he's, he's a tier below his counterpart, AJ Brown, which makes Devonta Smith a little bit easier to obtain in these trades, right? People are more willing to deal him because, you know, they'll get assets and, you know, he is playing opposite. He is a wide receiver too on his own team. And uh, Bogey brings up a good point too. Goddard missed, you know, a lot of last season, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. you know, is there, are there, is there a chance of, you know, that's what I'm saying also, like, was that a ceiling? Because, you know, now you add in Golder, does that take away a little bit, you know, or again, is there that next level that they wound up taking last year? They kind of had an easy schedule this year is a lot tougher. So does that, is that, does that make a difference at all? Um, you know, so we'll see, uh, We'll see what happens. But yeah, I love uh, I love Devonta Smith. I mean, in Dynasty, you're perfectly safe with him. I think he's got great value. He's tied to a good quarterback. Um, so for sure, I'm not I'm not worried about uh, I'm not worried about Devonta. Um, let's go to we do wide receiver, we do running back. Um, you have a tight end. I didn't go tight end here because I just think the position was so shallow um, that I wasn't. It was a little hard to say because, like okay. I said, it is so shallow. I didn't you. really have a tight end to stay away from. All right. I'll give you a tight end to stay away from. George Kittle. Okay. My boy. And and I know you like George Kittle. I do. But for um, Dynasty, I understand. Debo, was hurt. Debo was hurt, though, right? Don't forget last year, right? Debo did, uh, you know, miss time when Kittle started uh, going ham. And the time that Debo and Ayuk and Debo were all on the field, Kittle was very much, you know – hit or miss, right? And wasn't very consistent at all. Um, and just at the place where he's going right now in drafts, he's going at like, what, his ADP is like 61 right now, same range as like a, a DJ Moore, um, you know, Pickens, McLaurin, Ayuk, Amari, Dotson, Godwin. Like, give me any of those guys over George Kittle. Okay. You know? And I know you love him, so I know you don't like it, but no, no, and, and and I'm keeping an open mind with this. And for dynasty purposes, I'll surprise you. I actually agree um, to to a certain extent. Now, George Kittle, <clears throat> I'm a little bit higher on George Kittle, um, especially going into this season and maybe even next season as well, just because I know Brock Purdy is going to be the quarterback now. He played really, really well with Brock Purdy. They have a nice rapport, but George Kittle gets hurt a lot. That's what I'm saying. You know, like they, he he gets hurt a lot, and that that scares the crap out of me. Which is kind of why I took um, in our in our home league. I ended up taking Michael Mayer. Well, that's our, the thing is that why take Kittle? Why take Kittle there when you can wait and take you know Najoku, Godar, Kincaid, Fryermuth, you know Joku, Evan Ingram, Sam Laporte, Cole Komet. I yeah. mean, yeah, there's I a ton of other guys that you can take way later on um, or you can tear down from like tear down from Kittle, you know, go after one of these other guys, um, you know, pick I, up a pick on top of it, pick up some kind of asset on top of it. I will say this um, about about Kittle. So I had Kittle in our home league last year and he was he was very frustrating during the season. Um, I'm not going to lie. He was a very frustrating player to have during the season because he was constantly on the injury report. 
It took him a while to really get rolling, but George Kittle in the playoffs was amazing in the fantasy playoffs. So from in week week 14, so in the playoffs, in the fantasy playoffs, week 15, 16, and 17, George Kittle had five touchdowns in three games in the fantasy playoffs. That's the other thing, right? He had, what, 11 touchdowns last year? Is he going to be able to repeat that? The first, what, eight weeks, That's I fair. think he had like zero, right? Or what do you have? 11. No, no, I'm saying what he had. He got those like the second half of the season, right? What was the first uh, half? So the first, the first eight weeks, because he was hurt the first two weeks. Mm. So from weeks three through eight, he had two touchdowns. Yeah. From week from week ten, all the way to the rest of the season, he had two, four, six, eight, nine. He had nine touchdowns, and basically Good. nine games. Um, and if George Kittle helped me get to the championship. Without him, I don't get to the championship. It's just well, we, that we, simple. I mean, no, that's a hundred percent true. But we know that we can't expect that same touchdown production. That's, I agree. You know, insane at the rate that that obviously that it was at. But um, hold on, I agree. I just here um, feel like if you wait. I'm one of those other guys you should take two to stream. And no, that's that's the thing is don't take two to stream. Only draft one tight end. There's no reason to draft two tight ends. Don't pick which weeks kind of you want to play them, unless it's obviously it's like a fucking shit weather kind of week or something like that. Um, but the warp is just literally exactly the same. It's the same exact thing. Don't wind up switching between, you know, a Friermuth and a Ingram or a Njoku. Like, just take one of those guys. That's going to be the guy that you're going to play every single week, you know? Otherwise, you're going to miss those those boom games. I would agree. I tend to... I tend to agree with that for the most part. There are some weeks, especially down the stretch of the season, that I look at matchups. And if a guy's hot, like I, I remember in my redraft league last year, I, I believe I had Goddard and he had he had gotten hurt and he came back and I wasn't sure how healthy he was. I ended up picking up Evan Ingram and he went he went nuts down the stretch. So I just rolled with the hot guy, you know, with, with Dallas Goddard coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, ended up with Ingram and Higby. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I think we're a little. Uh, yeah. We touched. We touched on Evan Ingram in our dynasty tight end rankings. Where now that he got the he got the contract, he's tied to Trevor Lawrence in a good offense. <clears throat> we 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 like Evan Ingram a little bit more than we did maybe a year ago. But I'm fine with just Ingram. Like I don't know if you really have to hold Higby. You know how <clears throat> valuable is it to hold Higby? Or is it more valuable to take one of those backup running backs that's on the waiver wire to use that uh, to use that that bench spot, you know, because what's the difference between you playing Tyler Higby the week that Ingram's on a bye, and you playing whatever other tight ends on the waiver wire, right? Where if you have one of these backup running backs and they wound up, you know, playing because of injury and you get to start them that week or even trade them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kid went. Uh, kid went ham. There's no. Um. There's no denying that. There's no denying that. 
Yeah, exactly. Mookie, you got it right there. Dropping Higby for one of these running backs. One of these running backs, you know. Yeah, honestly, I think if, especially for, for your particular situation, Mookie, uh, you have Evan Ingram. He's locked in there. He's gonna their guy. Yeah. He's their guy. You're going to play him every week. You know, you're, just, you're not going to be, you know, streaming somebody else with him. You're always going to play him. So, you know, when the bye week comes in on that week, you can, you know, pick somebody up. All right, quarterback. Is there a quarterback that uh, you are avoiding in Dynasty Hammer? There actually is, and this might surprise a lot of people out there. Maybe it surprised you when I uh, sent you over my list and, you know, my information. Um, I'm actually avoiding Anthony Richardson. Okay. And I know, like I said, I know that might surprise a lot of people. Um, And there's a couple of different things about Anthony Richardson that I'm not crazy about. The first one is just his accuracy. Um, and I know there's guys out there like Josh Allen who came out inaccurate, Justin Fields, et cetera, et cetera. But, and you can learn to be more accurate. Like you could get better at that as opposed to arm strength, right? You can't get better at arm strength. Either you have a strong arm or you don't. Um, but the inaccuracy really, really stands out to me. And I think that I'd rather have a guy like a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young as opposed to Anthony Richardson because I feel like the accuracy is always going to translate, especially earlier on. Um, So the inaccuracy really scared me. And I actually went back and looked at his college accuracy and his college accuracy. It was a, it was a fairly limited sample. I believe it was 20, 20 or so games. Um, His completion percentage was 54 close to 55% accuracy in college. And in the limited work he had in preseason, his accuracy, his completion percentage was 44% completion percentage in the preseason over two games. I think that was like 29 passes or so. Um, So the accuracy scares me. I think he can get better at it. How much better can he, he get at it, right? If you're talking about a career 55, 58, 59 guy, I think I'm, I think I'm have some reservations there. Um, another reason is the Jonathan Taylor situation, right? That directly impacts Anthony Richardson and his development. So, so I, that's another factor I took into account. Um, I would feel a little bit better if John, if I knew Jonathan Taylor was going to be there this year and beyond, right? If they had gotten assigned Jonathan Taylor to that contract, I would have felt a little bit better and maybe pick somebody else. So the Jonathan Taylor um, factor definitely plays into why I feel this way. Uh, Tying into the Jonathan Taylor factor is the lack of offensive skill players around him, right? I know they have Michael Pittman. He's okay. But outside of that, who can you really name? Alec Pierce? Eh, I'm not crazy about that. So where are the skill position players around him that are going to be able to help his growth? Do they go out and get one? like they did with Josh Allen? Do they go out and get a Diggs? Do do they go out and get an A.J. Brown type guy? I don't know yet, right? So that can't be said. And then the last reason, probably the most important reason, is these running quarterbacks or these athletic mobile quarterbacks first don't last very long. And that's something that scares me where I'd rather have, like I said, a C.J. Stroud who's more of a pure passer, a Bryce Young who's more of a pure passer, um, so Anthony Richardson definitely scares me. It, he, he has high upside. There's no doubt about it. Um, but how long are you going to have to wait for that upside? Mm-hmm. I feel you. 
You know, is he going to work out? Or any of these quarterbacks going to work, work out, right? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. I mean, you know, we see the glimpses. We see the, you know, the talent that they have. But is it going to turn out into something? I mean, Justin Fields is kind of a, a really good example of, you mm -hmm. know, a ton of talent and, you know, getting you a ton fantasy-wise. But was not really a good NFL quarterback at all. Right. So if he doesn't really put it together this year, as far as like a winning perspective, there could be and, some doubts. You know, yeah. Up in the turnovers and all that. Like, they, yeah, there can absolutely be, um, you know, some issues. And um, to just, and I'm just not saying to... I'm not a, I'm not a fields guy. I mean, but you, you have to admit that they're in, in the NFL, like you have to start winning at some point. It's not just about, you know, you're athletic and that you can run all over the place. Right. So, and just as another quick aside, um, you, you brought up Justin Fields. There was serious consideration in the Chicago front office about trading Justin Fields, right, after mm -hmm. two years. So that lets you know if you don't put it together quickly enough, you could be out the door. Tori is for feeding the tight end. Yeah. I go there. I feel like Waller gets used more like a wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Waller is uh, is going to be really good as long as he can stay healthy. So that was kind of one of my guys um, when you were when we were talking about tight ends. I didn't really kind of dive into it, but Waller would be a guy that I kind of stay away from. Um, in some of our more recent drafts, people for are dynasty, reaching. Right? People are reaching, even redraft as well. I mean, redraft to a lesser degree, but you can make the case. But I've just noticed a little bit of a trend now that you know, the, the Darren Waller stock is kind of going up. And, um, you know, if you reach for him too early, that could come back to uh, bite you considering his injury history over the last four or five years. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Bellinger, I, Bellinger, I've always liked. Um, and who knows how long Waller is going to be around and healthy. So, I mean, Bellinger was a guy that I did like. But at the same time, as a guy that just can be easily replaced. So, Mookie said, yeah, accuracy was off. Six of 17, his last few throws in preseason. The last game. He's, yep. ne he's nervous about Tua. I have Burrow and Tua in a 2QB. I think you're in a good position. Um, I, I, you go in feeling comfortable with that until, until otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, we can't always play the injury card. Like, yes, there is a chance that Tua goes down and some crazy shit happens. Like, that would be, that would be insane. But you know, so, do you want to take that chance on a top twelve-ish guy? So the one thing I will say, and I'm kind of with, leaning with Mookie a little bit on this from this standpoint only. The fact that we saw what happened to Tua and it became such a big deal, and the microscope that he's under now. I think that is the real concern, not about just him getting hurt, period, but any little nick or thing or anything questionable, he's coming right out of the game. So the microscope on him is a lot more than it would be, you know, any other player considering what he went through last year. So to Mookie's point, I, I can understand why he would feel that way. True. <clears throat> Lance might have fucked it up for me when it comes to guys like Richardson. <laughs> I get the vibe. Yeah, I mean, well, with Lance, at least it, it was injury. It wasn't like, you know, yeah, bad play that play. just yeah. was a bust. 
Um, so I still can, think there's time for him, but, uh, but but how quickly can that happen? Right, a year ago at this time, Trey Lance was probably a really high dynasty type quarterback, right? He was going to be the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, a big, young, strong, mobile guy um, on a really good team that went to the NFC Championship game. So it can it can happen that quickly. What did Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson, and Jalen Hurts have in common? They were all missing the fantasy playoffs for us. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be like that. Absolutely. That's the risk that you take with some of these rushing, uh, you know, these rushing QBs. Rookie QBs are so hit and miss, a lot of hype every season. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, we continuously tell people that, if you have one of these high picks and, you know, super flex, and if you can trade that for an established QB, you absolutely do it. I mean, I was able to buy Deshaun Watson just easily in a lot of leagues. Um, Chua as well because of the injury concerns. But, I mean, Lamar was a guy that was available, right? People were being able to get Herbert. People were coming off of Herbert a little bit as well. Um so, yeah, I mean, if you can get an established guy at QB, then I'm absolutely for it. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, and Justin Fields. Lance and Zach Wilson are already not stars anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Now what's going to happen this year? I mean, there is no season where I think all quarterbacks panned out. Um, so at least one of these guys are going to bust, right? I mean, if all three, the chances that all three don't bust is. is... I think that 04 draft was kind of like an outlier where you had, but even to a lesser degree, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Big Ben. And Eli Manning wasn't exactly great, per se. Um, I actually don't really, I don't have a QB really. To avoid, I mean, if you want to talk about, I mean, if you want to talk about like going lower down the totem pole, like, uh, you know, Sam Howell, Desmond Ritter, like, yeah, I'm, I'm avoid those guys in dynasty. Way to Um, take a way to, way to really go out on a limb there. I'm not, I'm not, well, because there are people that like to try and take them as their second QBs. And that's a, that's just a big risk because I'm telling you eight out of the nine, eight out of 10 times, you know, you more, maybe even nine out of 10 times that situation is not going to work out. Um, And we see that all the time. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not messing with those guys. Uh, Who knows if either of those guys make it to the end of the season. Right. Yeah, I think especially for those guys, I think the thing that we're most concerned about is a short leash, a short leash. Boys switch subject. What about Jimmy G? Should we just put a fork in him? Is he done? I mean, I don't think right now. No, I don't think it's necessarily done. But I think we talked about it on the last stream as you know, when was the last time Jimmy G played a full season? I don't think ever. (laughs) So, you know, that's the tough part about about Jimmy G. I'm avoiding Jimmy G in Dynasty too. I mean, I'll take him as my QB three. Yeah, sure, but I'm not trying to rely on him at all. So Jimmy G. But yeah, he's pretty much done because there's no difference between and we talked about this on the Warp uh, episode. If you didn't see that, go back and watch that. There's no difference between starting Jimmy G and 
Bailey Zappi if he winds up starting one week. There's literally no difference. So last time we saw Jimmy G play a full season was 2019. Played 16 games, finishes as QB 14. 3,900 yards, 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, not a ton on the ground. But every other year, he played 15 games in 2021, finishes at QB 17. But every other year, obviously, don't count New England. Since he's been in San Francisco, six games, three games, 16 games, six games, 15 and 11. Yeah, I think I, I think he is. I think Jimmy G is one another one of those kind of extended injuries away from people just saying that's it. Like we're done. Yeah. Billy Bogey. Uh Mogi said, yeah, that's where I have him as QB three. That's good. That's good. Uh traded Carr and Hubbard for golf in a twelve team super flex. I like that. I love that. Give me golf. Jared, it's basically a free golf. Yeah, Jared Goff is a low-end QB1, a back-end QB1. Mm-hmm. So that is fantastic. Carr, I I made the mistake of trusting Derek Carr last season, and I will not do that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, super CNB challengers, what's up? Uh, I just finished my 10-man PPR draft. Jalen Hurts, Brees Hall, Miles Sanders, Cooper Cup, CeeDee Lamb, Joku, DK. Might be tough for Brees early on, but I think second half uh, he'll be okay. Cooper Cup, I mean, we've talked about on this episode uh, some of the things that worry us about Cooper Cup. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, awesome. If you if you do have see this is this these are the situations where I'm okay with Cooper Cup because you have CD Lamb so I'm okay with Cooper Cup like I'm willing to take that risk because and I think you have mentioned this maybe an episode or two ago if Cooper Cup and I don't know if this is Dynasty or or redraft um, redraft redraft so redraft I'm fine with Cooper Cup this year because you have CD Lamb you could kind of translate that to Dynasty as well where you can't have Cooper Cup as your wide receiver one. Or you shouldn't, mm. you know, because if he's your wide receiver one and by week 10, they're two and eight, two and whatever, seven. And then you don't have anything else stable after that. If you have CD lamb, you're okay. You can go out and find yourself a wide receiver two, make a trade if you need to, et cetera. Um, but if you're relying on Cooper cup to be a wide receiver one, you could be taking a big risk. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. Uh, Mookie, appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like, hit that subscribe if you haven't. Definitely appreciate, appreciate you. Uh, but, yeah, guys, we're about to get out of here. Throw any last questions you got in the chat. Um, if anybody's interested in our follower dynasty, dynasty league, um, it's a super flex start 10, uh, 50 bucks a season. It's 100 up front. You're paying for the first two seasons uh, through League Safe. Let us know. Um, you can find us on uh, Instagram, Dynasty Life Fantasy. Or just comment on one of the videos on our uh, on our page or something. Yeah, we and, really want to um, fill that league up. We w- we want to get that drafted. Hopefully, in the next week or so. I think we have five spots left. 
Yeah, I think Scott said he he'd do it, but he's on the other side of the world, and I don't know if yeah. the slow draft works. So we might have to find a perfect time to, yeah. you know, we might have to do a quick a fast draft. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, other than like that, five spots. I mean, appreciate all y'all that all y'all that came out. Make sure you hit that like for us. Hit that subscribe if yes, you're new. Sir. But uh, we Hell are out. I'll probably be on tomorrow though. But we out. <laughs> You ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, I'm on the grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the genie of the lamp.